The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 112. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. I take questions from the old pre-meds or non-traditional pre-med subform at medicalschoolhq.net slash forms. If you're a non-traditional student, if you are an old pre-med, even if you're not an old pre-med, go check out all of the forms at medicalschoolhq.net slash forms. For this podcast, I take questions directly from the subform titled non-traditional pre-med form. Today, we have a great question that came in several months ago, and I'm finally seeing it now. This student says, hi, all. I am a 35-year-old stay-at-home mother of three who has recently developed an interest in becoming a doctor. Health has always been an interest of mine, and over the last year, I've been working to start a health ministry at my husband's church. He's a pastor. As I've worked on the health ministry project, I've been frustrated by the limitations of the enterprise. While I understand the liability issues that limit a health ministry, I personally want to do more than encourage people to take their health seriously and visit their doctors. When I thought about what I really wanted to do, I realized, hey, that sounds like a doctor. I want to do family practice and psychiatry and work in an underserved rural area. My husband is from Appalachia and wants to continue serving here, so our interests mesh well. My husband is supportive because the truth is, I'm really not happy being a stay-at-home mom. I thought that is what I wanted, but I'm really bored and feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. The problem is my really low science GPA from undergrad, like less than a 2.0. I went to a college known for difficult grading while having under uh, undiagnosed ADHD, no study skills, little direction, and crippling depression and, so, and social anxiety. After that first bad semester, I just kind of spiraled and never recovered enough to complete my bio major. Not pre-med, I wanted to be an ecologist. I switched to history and graduated with a 277 GPA. I also have a master's in applied linguistics with a 3.86 GPA, but from what I've read, that won't count for much. I live really close to an affordable state college and have my mother-in-law at the ready for childcare if I choose to go back for a do-it-yourself postback. I'm registered for a freshman bio course this spring and plan to ask my family physician if I can shadow him for a day once I can get the baby on a bottle. I want to make sure that I'm not romanticizing the profession and that is something and that it's something that I could really see myself doing before I embark on more education. I'm just worried that my undergraduate performance is so bad that there's no redeeming it. Any thoughts? I have lots of thoughts. Thanks for asking, number one. And number two, welcome to this crazy world of pre-med if this is what you ultimately choose on doing and going back. The question of whether or not you can redeem yourself is an easy one. It's an easy answer. Yes, you can always redeem a poor GPA. Now, always maybe is a little stretch. But from your story, initially starting out, doing poorly, switching majors to history, that tells me that you probably don't have a lot of science credits. 
And so you may have a 2.0 science GPA with 10, 15, maybe 20 credits. Could be more, but that's what I'll guess for now. And so when you look at that, the denominator, right, the total number of credits is not a lot. And so if you were to do a do-it-yourself postback or a formal postback or whatever it may be, you're strictly going to take science classes. That's the whole point, to show that you can handle science. When you take those science courses, your denominator is going to grow. Hopefully, you're getting great grades. So your credits and, and the score that you get for those credits are going to go up as well. And so you can move the needle a ton when you are starting out with a little bit of science credits. This is very different than a student who completed a biology degree with a 2.0. A lot of their classes are going to count towards their science GPA, and it's going to take much, much, much more work to move the needle for that science GPA. Now, another thing that students don't realize is the trend, right? So you started off poorly with a science GPA, and then you finish, hopefully that's the goal, you finish as high as possible, 4.0 GPA. That strong upward trend is very powerful. There are some schools, at least one that I know of, that has said, we look at the last 20 hours of science. That's what we look at to see if somebody is academically qualified to come to our medical school. And so if you take 20 hours of science credit and you get a 4.0, that one medical school now sees you as a 4.0 student, which is pretty awesome. So is it redeemable? Yes, of course. 100%. I've had on the pre-med years podcast, I talked to Chad at one point, and Chad was a student who did pour in undergrad, who did pour in a post-bac, and finally realized what was causing his problems and then went to a special master's program and crushed it, and now is a medical student. Anything is redeemable. I talked to Kane a long time ago on the pre-med years podcast, started off school with like a one point something GPA, was academically dismissed from his undergrad, 20 years later, whatever it was, realized that he wanted to go to med school, started again at a community college, worked his way up to the four-year university, and and is now a medical student. Always redeemable. So the question is, is it right for you? And the fact that you're asking that question, talking about shadowing a physician to see if you're romanticizing this, is huge. Huge. Some students, not enough students, do this sort of inquiry and reflection. They just go, ah, this doctor thing sounds cool. And they go jump headfirst. So the fact that you're seeking that out to determine if this is what you want to do is phenomenal. Your goal moving forward, get as much support as you can from the in-laws, from your husband. Go back to school and get A's. Go back and shadow. Go back and get some clinical experience. Get A's. Do well in the MCAT. Get A's. And then apply to medical school. Put your story together in a great personal statement. Go check out personalstatementbook.com. My personal statement book is available for pre-order as I'm recording this right now, February 6, 2018. 
The book doesn't come out though until August of 2018. So for you, it might be too late. The ebook should be out hopefully in April of 2018, but go to personalstatementbook.com to get notified when that book goes on sale. You gotta write a good personal statement. You gotta write good extracurriculars. You have to interview well. It's very doable if this is what you want. Just gotta put your mind to it. All right, hopefully that was helpful for you. If you have a question you want answered here on the podcast, go to medicalschoolhq.net slash forms. Ask a question in the non-traditional pre-med form. And hopefully I will answer it at one point on this podcast. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast.